Hey, Nat Chow. Hey, Sophie D. Ooh. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. Yeah. yeah. Are we feeling a little under the weather? A little bit, right? Yeah. Both <laughs> of us are, actually. Uh, so I'm, I'm congested, and I'm sure you can hear that. <laughs> What's you wrong sound- with you? Oh, my God. What isn't wrong with me? <laughs> How long do you have? How long should we make this show? I have all the time in the world for you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not feeling too hot. We went out last weekend. And I've just been sick since. Yeah, we haven't recovered since. <laughs> Which so. is weird. I don't usually get sick. And then... Same. I've, I've never taken this long to recover. This What happens when you get old, sweetie? This is, oh, no. <laughs> this is 26, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> recovery time, it does, there is none. Oh, I have to finish enrolling for my health insurance. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fun thing. I found out that I, I qualify for Medicaid. Nice. So it's like a, a good and a sad thing, but that's that's for another time to discuss. <laughs> so we can totally go sledding this winter. Yeah. <laughs> not have to worry about getting her. I will be covered by then. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. But you know what's not nice? <laughs> episode three of season four of Game yep. of Thrones. Real quick before we start. Tell me. Both of these episodes made me not want to have sex. Nice. I just, I don't want to be touched for a while. I don't want to be near a man for at least like five months or six months now. You hear that, boys? <laughs> because of these episodes. I'll uh, take friendship, but nothing else. No. <laughs> some, some acquaintance, because I have some coworkers, but that's it. Keep your penis away from me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they're towards episode four, that bit, right? Yes. That's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. That's definitely part of it. Um, yeah. But before we get there, we're still in episode three. Yes, Breaker of Chains. We pick up right where we leave off. Nice. Which is finally, like, you remember last seasons, like a few seasons ago, there was something that happened. I already forgot at this point. There was something major that happened, and then they didn't pick up on it. They yeah. just let it go. And we were like, hello? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, this episode starts on dead Joffrey, so it's already off to a strong start. Yep. Cersei's screaming at Tyrion that he killed Joffrey. The guy who's helping Sansa, he just kind of pulls her away finally. And then as all that's happening, the guests at the wedding, they all start like kind of crowding in just to see what's what's the tea. Nosy neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cer- Cersei's like, where's Sansa? Where's that? Though? She's outie. She's, she's not happy. <laughs> and then Tywin puts the city on lockdown. So that's the state of this. No space. one's in or out. No one's in or out except Sansa gets out. Yeah. So yeah. how effective was that? That's it. So we end up following her. She starts boating away mm-hmm. and then she gets to a spooky ship. She gets grabbed and pulled onto the ship by Lord Baelish, who I yeah, totally I forgot about. I forgot about him. <laughs> it's so funny because before starting this episode, I was like, whatever happened to that guy? He <laughs> just sailed away. <laughs> But, like, I knew something was fishy. Like, there's... I can't believe that Sansa will be safe anymore, you know? Yeah, right. Like, this guy, quote, unquote, saving her. No no part of me was like, oh, man, she's getting away finally. (laughs) She's not. I was like, what is this spooky scene? Are we going to see the frying Dutchman? (laughs) (laughs) The hash slinging. The cash bringing. Little, little, (laughs) little. Yeah, so he pulls her onto the ship and he kills the guy who brought Sansa. Right in front of her. And I was like, bro... Why does everybody have to get murdered in front of Sansa? <laughs> Can Sansa just not be near people? Either? Yeah, just close her eyes. <laughs> but then so she's like, um, hello, that guy saved me. And and Baelish is like, yeah, but on my orders. Yeah, because of me. <laughs> and did you have you noticed that his eyes, he's got crazy eyes now. He does. What like, happened to him? I don't know. Has I feel like his accent changes every single time we see, get to him. Hmm. 
Like I feel like now it's stronger than it was before. Because he was he was overseas, maybe. I don't know. You know, like have you ever heard like a Boston person go back to Boston? Remember when I came back from Canada that one time? (laughs) And you just picked up an accent. (laughs) Don't you know? (laughs) It was like, what about yesterday? Hey. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, a boot. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were on a boot. (laughs) Does it Uh, hurt to laugh? A little bit. Oh no, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'll get over it. Okay. (laughs) It's worth it. <laughs> so Baelish says that the guy saved Sansa on his orders, and then he says that silence buys a man time for a little bit, but a bolt to the heart buys him time forever. So damn you crazy. Yeah. He's not wrong though. He's not wrong. <laughs> and then he explains to Sansa that it's suspicious because who wouldn't think that the person who murdered Joffrey was the one whose dad was beheaded and who had been tormented by him for years and then mysterious fled the scene of the crime. So he set her up. Yeah, she's a suspect now. Can't believe he would she, just set up a 14-year-old. Yeah, she can't be like, I don't want to go with you and then go back and be like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> I was I was gone, but now I'm back. I didn't do anything, so don't think me. Yeah. And he's basically trying to make it all up. Like, this is just a plan to get you out of King's Landing. Like, I saved you. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, he got her out of there. And like, yeah, she's saved now, I guess. But he also put like a massive bounty on her head. Oh, for sure. Bigger than it already was. But like, there's got to be like an ulterior motive. Like, there's always like some rhyme or reason to like everything Lord Baelish does. This guy and his riddles. And he's sneaky again. He is. That mustache (laughs) and that goatee. Yeah. (laughs) So then he reminds her that he told her last time a while ago that everybody in the capital is a liar. And then he tells her that she's safe with him. Like, did you not hear what you just said? (laughs) Are you thinking? (laughs) I got so mad at him then. Now we're back at King's Landing with Marjorie and Elena. Marjorie asks if she's still the queen. And Elena's like, basically, yeah, but like now's not the time to worry about that. I was like, I hope so, Marjorie. Yeah, because they kissed, right? So that's that's the mark of the, the marriage. Yeah. And Elena yes. is like, well, you would have been miserable married to that kid anyway. And Marjorie's like, but I would have been the queen. And I'm like, she's got ambition, this one. She does. She she's was, got her sight set. She was really willing to like go through it just she, to be queen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she had a dream. She's going after it. And I respect that. Yeah, right. And she's still good, you know? Yeah. She has a good heart. Yeah, she's not bad like everyone else. Yeah. And then Olena says it'll be easier with the next one. And they cut to Joffrey's little brother, Tommen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, is she going to, like, marry him now? Like, what? Probably. I guess so. Oh, this, But he's a baby. He is. And he's so sweet. I know. He's a real human. But, like... Okay, so I feel like he's only <laughs> sweet because, like, unlike Joffrey, he had, like, a sibling to kind of hang out with. Mm. So he had, like, a friend. So Sophie's saying that all only children suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just heard. <laughs> I'm JK. Joffrey sucks. <laughs> just Joffrey. Just Joffrey. <laughs> but so so saying that we cut to Tommen, um, it's because Tommen and Cersei are standing over Joffrey. And then Tywin comes in and decides that now is the time to start prepping him to become king. Yeah. Because why, why, you know, why, um, what's the word? Mourn your brother's death when you could become king. Because he sucks. Yeah. If he wasn't such a shithead, I'm sure everyone would be a little bit sadder. But only Cersei's sad. Only Cersei's sad. <laughs> I do wonder, though, like, how, how his siblings take that. Well, we wouldn't know because Marcella's gone. He, oh, you're right. <laughs> Just Tommen. Poor Tommen. Yeah. So baby brother is like Tommen. Yep. <laughs> wants to be a it good It took me king. a while to remember his name, too. I know. I actually had to look it up. I did, all of my notes say baby brother, so I'm reading it, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he wants to be a good king, and Tywin says he, he's got the right temperament for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I sure hope so. 
but I'm like, anybody compared to Joffrey. What if he? What if they messed this one up too, and he ends up crazy? I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, at the same time, so you remember what you were saying about how like so there's years separating Joffrey and Tommen. So Cersei put all of her energy into the number one son because he was obviously oldest going to become king. So maybe because Tommen was the second important one, mm-hmm. he got to be a little more humble and chill because he didn't have as much pressure for king or like they weren't telling him really that he'd be king. Yeah, but now is all of that energy Cersei put into Joffrey oh, now going to be redirected right. to Tommen? Only after we figure out who killed Joffrey. Dude, she's going to mess this kid up. She, yeah, well, I mean, that's her track record. Yeah. So then we get a pop quiz with Grandpa. Tywin asks Tommen, what's the single best quality of a king? Mm-hmm. And Tommen names a bunch of stuff. And Tywin's like, oh, like this king. But then, like, he died because this thing happened to him. Yeah. So he keeps going down the list. And then eventually they get to wisdom. And he's like, yeah, good job. Yeah, and, you know, I have to say, if this wasn't the time or the place, that would have been, like, a very cute, like, grandpa grandson moment oh for sure but, but it's tywin and there's a dead body right yeah, there yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> their family's dead body not even just any dead body yeah yeah so like and the dead body of the king yeah so it should be like a moment where like everyone's kind of hanging out but they're like not no nah, we got we got business to do yeah they're like yeah that's cool there's a dead body right here but like we're gonna just do whatever mm-hmm and so Tywin walks away, walks out of the sept with Tommen. And I'm like, he's totally going to puppet master this kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I'm like, this sweet little child. Aww. And you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Is that Tywin goes ahead and says that Joffrey was not a wise king or a good king because he'd still be alive if he was. And I'm like, bro, rude. Give it some time. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Even for us. <laughs> we have some class. It's been like five minutes, yeah. bro. And like your daughter is right there. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, but whatever, you know. Yeah, Cersei's the only one who's like mourning him. She yeah. just has she just stays by like the body just crying the whole time. Mhm. Like, oh god. And then Jamie comes in. Uh, yep, one of those moments. Yeah. He tells all the guards to leave Cersei alone with her son so that it's just Jamie, Cersei and Joffrey's dead body. Mhm. So then, you know, they're standing in silence for a minute and then Cersei says that Tyrion killed Joffrey because he told her he would. She says some quote that he said in some previous episode nice. about how uh, there'll be a time when you feel safe and happy and it'll turn to dust. And then uh, she's like, "So that's it. That's why he killed him. I have the proof." Yeah. And I- Jamie's like, "Um, you sure? <laughs> you sure about that?" <laughs> And, so she, then, and she's like, avenge our son, kill Tyrion. I'm like, ew. <laughs> but that's your brother. Our son? Ew. Yeah. yeah Stop. Ew. Yeah. Ew. ew. <laughs> and did you notice also, like, this is the thing that is scattered throughout this episode and the next one is that she goes back and forth between my son, our son, when she's talking yeah. to Jamie. But so she's, like, choosing when to, like, play with those strings. Yeah. But what's funny is, like, every time Joffrey gets brought up and it becomes, like, the our son, like, your son thing, Jamie kind of, like, reacts in this way where he, like, does not want to claim Joffrey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I was, like... I noticed that, too. He was very um, disconnected. Yeah. He didn't seem like his son died, even though his son died. Yeah. It's like, But also, I guess, like, he didn't... He couldn't raise him as his son, so there was a little bit of that separation, but, I mean, like, still... Gross. Yeah. Ew. So then, you know, it gets gross and weird because she starts crying and begs Jamie to kill Tyrion and then sobs into his chest and they start kissing over their son's dead body. Yeah, they just start making out. Yeah. And, and then like, Cersei Ew. stops and she's like, no, 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 not now. Yeah, she's like, not here. Like, my kid's body is right here. Yeah. So then Jamie gets mad and is like, you're a hateful woman. Why have the gods made me love a hateful woman? And then tries to have hate sex with her. And then she's like, no, 
not here. And he's like, I don't care. And she's like, no, please. And then he's like, I don't care. And then he rapes her. Yeah. He and rapes I, his sister over his son's dead body. Yeah. And I was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. yeah. I hated this. Why did that have to happen? I was like, I hate Jamie again. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing so well. I know. Uh, but he, now we cut to the mountains in Aria to get away from the Jamie. hound. Yeah. And the hound. <laughs> you said the mountain. In I said, well, we're in the mountains. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just heard the mountain aria. We're near some kind of fair market, he thinks. She's asking him so many questions. Nice. Like a typical like 11-year-old would. Yeah, know, like, like a kid. Where are we? Why are we doing this? When is this happening? What, is, what about that? When, what's this and that? Why like, is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Yep. <laughs> and he's doing a very good job of just like managing it, even yeah. though you know that he wants to snap her in half. He's like, can you shut up? <laughs> but he, he tells her that he might cross the Nair Sea after he sells her off, and then he might fight with the second sons because that might be a good fit for him. Surprise for him. They're not around. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. He'll find that out when he gets there. Yeah. They're done. So <laughs> she explains that she wants to see Bravos, and he's like, why? And she's like, I have a friend in Bravos, And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. So then this nosy old man shows up with his kid <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing here? This is my land. And the hound's like, well, the part that I'm stepping on is my land. <laughs> Anywhere I am is my land. So bye. Yeah. I'm like, that's sassy. And, and then Arya comes up with a really fast, like, oh my God, you have to excuse my father. And we were blah, blah, blah. Something happened to our village. And like, oh, he hasn't been the same. Yeah. She's like, we fought for House Tully. And then the guy becomes like super hospitable because I guess he was like super into House Tully and whatever. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can name at least three of their songs. Yeah. He's like, I have the King's autograph. <laughs> oh my God, do you want to see it? Yeah. Two nosy old man. <laughs> <laughs> then that guy becomes like, ends up welcoming them in and oh, yes. gives them like food and whatever. So he starts talking about raiders and, and mentions that the hound looks like a fighter. And I'm like, oh, are we going to get some vigilante action? Mm. But no, he's just like, I'll pay you if you can defend our land from some bandits. And the hound agrees, surprisingly. Yeah, I expected him to be like, nah, I just want some food and to yeah. go. They agree to fair wages for fair work, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So then the next morning, Arya gets woken up by somebody screaming. Yeah. So which means that the hound jumped the guy and mm-hmm. took his silver. Yeah. So Arya's yelling at him on the way out, calling she's- him an asshole. And like, they housed us, they fed us. How could you? Yeah, she's pissed. She's like, I thought you said you weren't a thief. And then she, she calls him the worst shit in the land. And then he turns around and is like, there's plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. So like, I know that we've talked about this before. We talk about this every single time he comes up. But he's chaotic neutral? <laughs> or is he is he lawful something? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't think about that right now. <laughs> My brain is so foggy. <laughs> he's, he's somewhere on that list. And I know what he is, but I just don't know the right words that he is. Yeah. He's fighting for himself, though. Uh, this is how out of it I am. I was asking Nat about questions for like next week because I forgot all like first stuff two weeks from now because I forgot all of next week is a thing that's happening. <laughs> that time exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? I was like, I'm so out of it. I don't know. I don't know what's anything She's anymore. Like, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? Can I take your order? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ask me at Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, I get that you're excited, but it, it, thing, you know, things might change by then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so silly. So now we cut to the wall. Yeah, yeah, to the wall. People are taunting Sam about killing the White Walker because they don't believe he did it. And Gilly's like, but you did. Yeah. So then he asks her if she's doing okay. And she says that people look at her, but no one touches her if that's what he's asking. You know, it was weird. I, they're like, she's there pulling strands of fur off rabbits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that to eat them or to make clothes? 
both. And I was like, I don't know anything about anything, but like, I don't think pulling strands out one by one is like how you do it. Maybe it's to make a pillow. I don't know. I don't know. They use their resources, I imagine. I hope so. They better. (laughs) I I can't imagine them being a wasteful bunch. You know? (laughs) They don't really have a, oh God, what's the word? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So then essentially Mm -hmm. this scene turns into Sam is worried about Gilly's safety here. So he wants to bring her to another town called Mole's Town. And then she asks if she's, if he is bored of her and he says that he wants to keep her safe, which she takes as a yes. So she gets mad and leaves. I know. But Sam, you missed your moment. Well, first of all, but second, I respect because he's following his vows and she's trying to keep somebody safe. But He's also, the only one following his I vows. Know. We love and respect Sam so much for Ugh. just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But yeah, so he's just like, I want to save you. And she's like, you don't want me. So her feelings are hurt. Yep. Poor thing. Love okay. just fragile, fragile hormones. Ah, <sighs> love. <laughs> <laughs> so to Dragonstone. Yep, to take all the love out of that conversation. Yeah. We see Stannis and Davos. Stannis is like... Hey, read this thing. So they get a tweet about Joffrey's death. Mm-hmm. And Stannis is taking credit because of the leech he threw into the fire. Yeah, which is so stupid. Yeah. And Stannis is like, see what I did with just a little bit of bastard blood? And now I don't have any more magic bastard blood because of you. And I don't have gold. I don't have ships. Or, and I don't have men to fight. I need that throne. He's like, come on. I'm losing my momentum here. <laughs> <laughs> And Davos is like, I'm working day and night to get you an arm. Can you just like an army? Can you just chill, bro? Like, yeah. do you need to steal a bastard's blood? Like you can actually <laughs> just fight them? Yeah, like chill out, bro. <laughs> so then Davos lists off three houses that he's gathered and Stannis has just been such an asshole about it. Yeah. He's so like, he says X, Y, and Z and everyone's uh, Stannis just like throws. Like he just like does that. Yeah. Uh, that was a re- that noise. Yeah. He does that to like little every raspberry. House. Yeah. Well, raspberry is what it's called. Yeah. My lips are so dry because my <laughs> mouth is so dry that I couldn't do that. <laughs> but so essentially Stannis is just not being very grateful for all the work that, that Davos is day and night doing. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying, bro. Yeah. So then, ooh, Davos gets him because he suggests using the Golden Company, which would offer 10,000 men and they have never broken a contract. And Stannis says, uh, but they're sellswords. And Davos is like, you're willing to use blood magic, but not pay men to fight. Wow. People will do anything <laughs> to get free labor. <laughs> That is ridiculous. (laughs) Can't stand Stannis. He's the worst. Stannis says that he doesn't want to be a page in somebody else's history book and he's running out of time, which means that Davos is running out of time, which is like, bro, it's not that serious. Calm down. You are already in the history books. Yeah, you're done. You're you're blood of of royalty. So like, you're fine. You will be fine. Yeah. Chill out. (laughs) Just get over it. Yeah. So then we cut to Davos showing up late to another reading lesson with Stannis' daughter, whose name I don't remember. I don't remember her name either. Good. Okay. Oh, But God. love it. We love them having history, or not history lessons, but reading lessons. Yeah. So now here's my question. Uh-huh. They're reading by candlelight because it's dark out, which means you know he's straining his eyes to read, right? Yes. Which means that his eyes are not good. Mm-hmm. So how many people, like other than, like mainly highborns are the ones that know how to read, there's a chance that they're spending a decent amount of time reading at night, which means they're straining their eyes, which means how many highborns cannot see because they don't have glasses Damn. and when did they get glasses and also how did they function without proper sight or did they just accept life like that they might have just accepted it or just thought that's how things were like how until like i needed glasses like i didn't realize like my sight was bad until like i couldn't read the words oh. on the chalkboard mm. and then i was like oh you know back when they used to use chalk on boards uh-huh. at school <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you remember that teacher we had that would use her hand to erase it and wipe it on us? <laughs> she's, she's a character. Yep. Yeah, she definitely did that on purpose. We just walk out of her classroom with like chalk on your shoulders. It's so rude. Honestly. <laughs> what did we ever do to her? She knew what she was doing. She, yeah, she did. <laughs> She's like, I don't have anywhere else to wipe this. But then, so like, wouldn't that affect your ability to fight on the field? Like, I know that you can see people coming at you, but like, just to see like a face, like what if that was... Well, the soldiers probably can't read. Oh, true. Because <laughs> they're but just the high poor boards. people. So they're just swinging at whoever... Yeah. Well, it depends if they're near and far-sighted, too. Well, I guess if people are wearing different colors, mm-hmm. then you know okay. to attack, like, the blue team. Yep. Because <laughs> you can still see blobs of color. Yep. <laughs> Even if you can't see details. But back to our reading lesson. Yes. Davos is explaining the difference between a smuggler and a pirate because he was a smuggler, right? Yeah. Or was a pirate? He's a smuggler. He was a smuggler. And people thought he was a pirate. He was yes. like, No. And then yeah. he says about how like some how somehow that ties into Bravos and the Iron Bank of Bravos, and then he has some kind of brain blast. Yeah, he stops and he has like an "I've got a golden ticket." Yes, he moment. does. Yeah. So he tells her to write something down. He's like, "Dear Bank of Bravos, Stan is here." <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut away. And I was like, "Ooh, what are we telling him? Uh, we're committing fraud." But totally. I'm not mad about it because it's Davos. Worth it. He, Worth he's it. He's doing it for the greater good. Yeah. And we know he is. Oh, and for sure. So we cut over to Molestown, which I'm assuming it's Molestown, right? I I was like, oh, they're in the mole village. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are these mole people? Same thing. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So Sam and Gilly go into some bar or like inn where there's some shenanigans happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is she really going to be safer here? You know, it's the thought that counts, right? I guess. So then this lady comes up to Gilly and starts asking her like a million own questions. And she like kind of creeps me out. Mm, yeah. Because so Sam is like, I just want to get her Reuben board. She can work for it. She can clean dishes. She can take care of the other babies. And the lady's like, I can find other work for her, you know? And Sam is like, and, just cleaning, just she, babysitting. And she's like, and you can get a cut of the money. And Sam's like, no. So I'm like, good for you for not being a pimp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you, could you picture pimp Sam? <laughs> i think he'd be um he would treat his horse too good so good for him yeah so actually in that sense i would hope that he becomes one you know? <laughs> he would treat them all fairly yeah right get some health insurance yeah they'd have good hours <laughs> <laughs> so he brings her to like where she's staying and she clearly does not want it yeah she's like does not want to be there yeah yeah. And then she like has her back to him. She won't turn around. And Sam keeps saying, this is, this is the best. This is for the best. And Gilly goes, the best for you. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Gilly. Yep. And then we cut immediately to some girl's bare ass. Yeah. An orgy scene. Yep, with yeah. Oberyn and Alaria. Mm-hmm. There's a whole monologue about how Oberyn likes everybody the gods created. So he fights for Dorne. But when it comes to love, he doesn't choose a side. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. That was beautiful. And then I also tells, wrote that down. Oh. <laughs> Then he tells the guy that he's with, I forgot his name too, the one that was with Loris that one time. Oh, I never got his name. He tells he tells that guy that one day he'll become old and undesirable, so make sure that he bangs as many people as he can before that time comes. So we got some good life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just, just be safe about it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> then Tywin comes in to, to poop the party. <laughs> he has to poop the party. <laughs> 
Hardy Pooper, Tywin Lannister. Which mm-hmm. I don't know which one flowed better. I like both. I'm, I'm riffing, you know? Yeah. So then Tywin has to speak to Oberyn alone. Oberyn offers his condolences for Joffrey, and then Tywin starts to insinuate that Oberyn was the murderer because his open hate for the Lannisters and because he studied poisons, which I guess it's fair. Yeah, but like, he's even he's like, that's too obvious. Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> it would be too easy for him to do that. Yeah. So and, then, and Tywin's like, oh, okay. You, you right, I guess. All right. <laughs> and then things get interesting. Yeah. What Do you remember what his proposal to Oberyn was? Yeah, so he wants to do a trial against Tyrion, and he wants Prince Oberyn to be one of the judges, and he wants the prince to sit in on small council meetings. So Tywin basically says he wants Dorne to jo- join their side. In doing so, Tywin will help Oberyn with his revenge on the mountain. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, I hope he gets so, that guy. A new alliance, possibly? Yeah. Because he says, um, you know, it's not really the Seven Kingdoms without Dorn. Yeah. And then Oberyn's like, so you need us. Yeah. And Tywin's like, I mean, you guys were the only ones to resist the dragons. So so I guess that's like as close to a yes as we can get. Yeah, right. And now we cut to Tyrion in the dungeon. Yay. Podrick brings him some gifts, but doesn't have word of Shay. So he tells Tyrion that he's up for trial for murder in a fortnight. That's two weeks. Two weeks, baby. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> And then he tells Tyrion that the judges are Tywin, Mace Tyrell, who will vote anyway that Tywin does because he has yeah. no backbone, and Oberyn. So Podrick is there to get three names to defend Tyrion and then tells him that Sansa's missing. Yeah, because Tyrion's first choice is Sansa. And he's like, what do you mean she's gone? And Podrick is like, do you think she did it? And, and Tyrion's like, absolutely not. Yeah. He's like, she definitely has reasons, but like, she's not a murderer. Yeah, I like how much they, they ride or die for each other. Yeah, right. I appreciate that. So then it turns into like a who done it mm-hmm. and who definitely wanted Tyrion to take the fall for it. And Tyrion's like, well, Tywin would want Joffrey dead because Tommen will be easier to handle. Cersei definitely didn't do it because she loves her kids too much. Which makes me think that Cersei did it the way that he said that. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I love my kids too much. No, but this one's crazy. So Got to like, take him out. Part of me thinks that Cersei did it because, in the sense that we were saying last time, like maybe she was trying to kill Marjorie. Yeah, and the cups just got swapped. Yes, and she. I feel like Cersei would be that stupid to do that. Oh, but for sure. Because she also knows how to get the poison because she had it last time when the city was under siege, and she really was willing to kill her other son. Yeah, to save him. Yeah. Whoop. So I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm saying like she she's a suspect in my book. She could have. Yeah. So then Tyrion tries to choose his witnesses and he picks Varys, but he's a witness for the queen. Mm-hmm. He picks Bronn, but Bronn is under investigation because for something else because he's close to Tyrion. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Right, right. So they're like, why are you guys friends? Why are you guys because, so close? bro, we're just two bros. And then he picks Jamie. So Podrick's like, let's see if I can get him. Hold so on. then Podrick goes to leave. And he hesitates when he gets to the door and he confesses to Tyrion that someone he didn't recognize asked him to testify against Tyrion in exchange to be knighted. So then they have like a little moment. Yeah, it was super cute. Yeah, because Podrick tells Tyrion he won't be testifying against him, but then Tyrion loses it because he's like, "Uh, you're, I don't want you to lose your life because you're in the middle of this. Right. <laughs> yeah, you will not die for me. Yeah. He's like, you've been a really good squire. He doesn't really call him a friend. He's like, you've been a great squire. Like, I don't want you to die. Which I think is as close as I can get to, I love you, man. Uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) Bro. (laughs) 
And like Padraig is tearing up. Mm-hmm. It was so sad. It was so cute. So pure. So good. I know. I like Padraig. And then now we cut to. It's to some random village. Yeah. We never get a name for it. Nah. It's just some village. Yeah. There's a little boy walking with his dad. And then wildlings attack. Yeah. So then mom tells the boy to hide. And then she immediately gets chopped in half. Nice. So sick. Yeah. That was my next reaction. <laughs> Arrow <laughs> right through the dad's yeah. throat. Yeah. The kid looks right at Igret. But so like, this is the sick part. Igret shoots someone who was going to sneak up on Tor- or Tormund. And then he grabs a guy and slices them in the throat. That's teamwork, baby. Teamwork. That's a double tap, baby. Yeah, they do. So the wildlings are just here to like sack this little village and mm-hmm. they're attacking everyone. The villagers have no chance. So the little boy who we open the scene on, he like hides and that scary cannibal guy ends up grabbing him and is like, do you know where Castle Black is? He's like, I'm going to eat your mom and dad. Tell them we're here. <laughs> and like sets, sends the kid off to Which like go run. extremely unnecessary. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that he did that. There was no reason for that. But now we're at Castle Black, so the boy made it there so fast. Yeah, he got there faster than you can spell Mississippi. Oof. And that's <laughs> fast. <laughs> so most men, they're all deciding what to do. Most men say that they want to fight, but then the blind guy, whose name I keep forgetting, he reminds everyone that there's only a hundred of us here. So that's fighters and squires combined. Yeah, that's like everyone. And himself included. Yeah. So like their first priority is to defend the wall. So that's what they need to do. They need to stay in their lane. And he makes a great point about that. Yeah, for sure. And John then, basically backs him up. Yeah, because they end up asking John separately for what his opinion is. And he says, Mancerator is coming. And if the wildlings breach the wall, they'll destroy everything they can until they can get an army to stop them. So then the horn blows. So it's just one. So it means friends are coming. Ah, oh, good. Yes, I yes. forgot what the numbers meant. So two dudes who ended up escaping from the fight at Craster's Keep show up. And I'm like immediately like, oh, I'm like, oh, God, I wonder what happened to the women there. <sighs> I Great. did forget about his old friends, though. I forget their names. Of course, I forget their names. I know one's Pip. I don't know what the other one is. Mm. Yeah, well, but I don't come, remember if Pip is one of the ones that walked in. They come with the news that Carl is now running Craster's Keep. And I keep thinking, I'm pretty sure that that's the guy that bullied Sam. Carl? No. Rast is the one that bullied Sam. Oh. I don't remember which one Carl is. So Carl's just a separate entity. Yeah, Carl's just another dude. Unless his name's Carl Rast. I don't know. Yeah, he has a first name. (laughs) John says that they need to ride north to kill these guys because he told the wildlings that there were a thousand men at Castle Black, but Carl knows the truth and will definitely give that up when the wildlings come. That will leave them very vulnerable. And it's also another instance of this is what happens when your lies come to bite you in the butt. Yeah, right. Because that also happened in another previous episode, right? Like immediately somebody <laughs> lied and then immediately they were like, um, I messed up. I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the whole truth. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between 100 and 1,000? Who can tell? Yeah. How would you even know? <laughs> John basically explains that Mance has what he needs to take Castle Black, but now, but he just doesn't know it yet. So when he does find out, like he's going to pounce and they don't have a chance. Yeah, exactly. But now we cut to Daenerys. Yeah. And they finally reach the city of Marine. Yeah. It kind of looks like Machu Picchu. But yeah. Like a lot of them. I got like Greco-Roman vibes from it because mm-hmm. of the harpy statues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're going to pull Greek mythology into this world, but all right. Guess what? There's a black guy in the crowd. (laughs) Just one. Yeah, just one. (laughs) Love diversity. Uh, so they send out one single champion of Marine. Yeah. He starts like peeing in front of Daenerys and her army and yelling out awful things at her in Valyrian. And mm-hmm. he's just awful. 
So basically the whole thing is like Marine sent out a champion, like Daenerys has to pick her own champion to fight. And the people of Marine are all watching and cracking up at this guy being an asshole. Like they're they're like, Oh, our champion is so funny. Yeah. Like they're dying. Like it's the funniest thing they've ever seen. And I'm like, these people suck. Yeah. Yeah. So First then, they, they like put children on milepost markers and now this. Like these people are awful. Let's go let's go roast them. Honestly, we should. So Daenerys says that she has something to say to the people of Marine, but needs the other champion to be quiet. So literally everybody and their mother offers to fight for her, but she can't risk losing Grey Worm. She can't risk losing Barristan or Jorah. So Dario offers and she's <laughs> like, one out. okay, yeah, you can go. So he's yeah. dispendable. <laughs> he, he can go. Yeah. And bro, they're going to joust. And so the guy gets a spear and he's got his horse and Daenerys to Dario is like, do you want a horse? And he's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I'm going to stand because she says that horses are faster than men. And Dario's like, yeah, but men are smarter than horses. So that's the most confidence I've ever seen. Yeah. So then the Marine champion starts riding toward him. Right. And it's all tense. And Daenerys is looking at Dario like all concerned. And then Dario ends up throwing a dagger at the horse's face. So then in the, the eye. In the eye. Yeah, and then the horse falls. The champion falls off his horse, and then Dario slices his head off. And then he pulls his dick out and pees in front of everybody. <laughs> just to further the disrespect. Yeah. Then Daenerys introduces herself, addresses the slaves, and says that her army is of freed slaves and that she's giving these slaves their freedom, but it would be their choice. Then her army launches a bunch of these, like, barrels of slave collars at them, and then the episode ends. But so, like, I didn't really understand that, the launching of the barrels of the slave collars. So Was that to give them the chance to lock up their masters? No, so they could see the shackles from the slaves that she liberated from oh, the other cities. Oh, that. Wow, okay. <laughs> Got it. I watch movies. I get motifs and stuff. I'm an... I, that's like symbolism or whatever. Yeah. Did you um love how the people of Marine were like sore losers and started like launching arrows at them? Yeah, they, that's great. Ugh. <laughs> episode four, four. We're moving right on. We gotta we gotta wrap this episode up because we both cannot speak. Yeah, I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm in pain. So number four, episode four <laughs> is Oathkeeper, and we start right back on um, um, Grey Worm. He's practicing his English. Oh yeah, Miss with Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, huge him. So Daenerys comes in. She's like, it's time. I'm like, time for what? Where are we going? What are we doing? Field trip. Yeah. So then we follow Grey Worm and the Unsullied and they're like dressed as slaves and they're breaking into Marine and they get to a room where a bunch of slaves are talking about how they can't defeat the masters. And the Grey Worm comes in. He's like, yeah, I got you some weapons. Here's some stuff. Go take the city. <laughs> and then the next morning they take the city. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. So the numbers were in their favor anyway, because there were three slaves to every master. Before they took the city, there was like this guy, he walks up to a wall and it says, kill the masters in blood. Assuming and I'm like, he's a master. But I'm like, that's bullshit. Like that wouldn't be in English. It wouldn't be. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Because also, even if it was in English, he couldn't read it. Yeah. Unless he's bilingual. Because he reads, because it's in English, but then he reads it and says it in Valyrian. Yeah. And then they look up at like some building and it zooms in. And I'm like, what are we looking at? And then the slaves <laughs> yeah. come and like mess up this guy. So then it's the morning. <laughs> and then Daenerys walks up into Marine and the slaves are all cheering Misa again. Yeah. Another Misa moment. We love it. Yeah, for real. So okay. there's still some remaining masters. 
Yep. Daenerys has a BDE moment where she's like, remind me how many kids were uh, posted up on the thing. Jorah says 163. And then pulls her aside and is like, you know, sometimes the best answer to injustice is mercy. And she's like, nah, it's justice. <laughs> so then we watch as they nail and tie 163X masters to posts. Nice. So that's what they get. Yeah. And then we get a zoom in and that thing that was on the tower was the Targaryen flag. So is this their new HQ? Oh, it should be. That'd be fun, right? Why not? Right? <laughs> so now we're back to King's Landing. Jamie and Bronn are practicing. Yay. And then they take a break and Jamie asks if Bronn thinks that Tyrion murdered Joffrey. Well, they took a break because Jamie was like holding his own for a little bit and then Bronn yanked his fake hand <laughs> out and punched him in the face with it. And, and he, he was beat like, him with his own hand. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, how good you? <laughs> but yeah, and then they go into like that whole conversation about Tyrion. Yeah, Bronn says, absolutely not. He hated Joffrey, but poison isn't his style and neither is murder. <laughs> so then we jump into a wise Bronn moment where Jamie tells him that he hasn't seen Tyrion yet. And Bronn tells him that he came into Tyrion's acquaintance because the trial at the Vale was called on that day. But Tyrion originally named Jamie as his champion because Tyrion knew that Jamie would ride day and night to go fight for him. So then he's like, so are you going to fight for him now? Aww. So you got to You get him with that empathy, Bronn. Yeah, for real. And then he goes to visit Tyrion. Yeah. And he's like, well, this isn't so bad. You got four walls, a little pot to pee in. <laughs> yeah, because remember that time when I was tied to just a post outside? Yeah, and I was covered in my own poop. Yep. And then Tyrion's like, okay, but like still, <laughs> I'm in jail. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to die, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jamie doesn't want to kill his brother and he wants to help him, but doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. They do. They have like a cute brother moment too, because Jamie asks if Tyrion killed Joffrey, and then Tyrion asks if he really would, if Jamie really would kill him, Tyrion for Cersei. So then Tyrion says, "You think I'd kill your son?" And then Jamie goes, "You think I'd kill my brother?" So that's like wholesome, right? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty I, wholesome. I'm kind of reaching for it. That's but. probably the best moment we're gonna get out of them. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to like recognize that and, and bask in it while we have it. You know. <laughs> I really hope, like, eventually, like, I know Jamie's 40, but I hope there's still time for him to cultivate a relationship with his brother. There's always time. (laughs) Yeah. So then Jamie says that Cersei's offering knighthood for whoever finds Sansa, and Tyrion reiterates that Sansa's not a killer, and then he says, not yet anyway, which means that Sansa's going to go off, and she's going to murder everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I hope she does. So then we go to Sansa. (laughs) On the ship? Yeah. We get reminded that Baelish is marrying Sansa's aunt Lysa. Yep. So he's bringing her to the Vale. Which means maybe she and Arya can connect again. Yeah, because that's where Arya's going. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully. But, you know, per the last few seasons, we know that's not going to (sighs) happen. Honestly. But there's still hope. Like, I still want that to happen. I hope so. I can't can't believe that Sansa will be safe, but I can believe that she'll meet up with Arya again. At least get reunited with her sister. At least, or yeah, even lock eyes to know that they both are alive. Yeah, and that they're both okay. I'm sure that would bring some relief to both of them, right? Yeah. So then we get more of like the who killed Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And Baelish is like, oh, you didn't notice a stone missing from your necklace? And I'm like, what? Because. Well, also, so I want to back up a little bit. Oh, Because yes. he plays stupid. He's like, uh, I've been in the veil for weeks. And then Sansa's like, I know it was you. <laughs> and then he's like, but who would have helped me? So then she like thinks out loud at him. And then he goes into the whole, didn't you notice the stone from your necklace missing? And yeah. she's like, oh, it was me? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I don't understand. So I guess her necklace is poison. I don't know. I don't sure. get it. Yeah, it probably had, like, a capsule or something on it. Yeah, so Baelish ends up going to this whole thing about how your enemies can't know what you're planning if you keep them confused. And she's like, you're lying. She yeah. says that the second they find you, they'll put your head on a spike like my father's. And you'd risk that just to confuse them? 
Yeah. And he says, I'd risk everything to get what I want. And she's like, and what do you want? He's like, everything. Everything. I'm like, okay. We are greedy. Oh, we need yeah. to like just turn it. Come, bring yeah, it back a little bit. He's at a 10. We need just like a yeah, four right reel now. Reel it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. You got to be here. <laughs> And then he says that in his journey to get everything, Joffrey would not have been a reliable ally. So he had to go. Yeah. And he starts mentioning how he has new friends who are predictable and they wanted Joffrey dead. And he's talking about like his new friends. And we transition to Elena and Marjorie in the garden. I'm like, oh shit, are they involved? They did it. And I was like, hmm. Um, I turned into a sexy again. Hmm. <laughs> So we're with them. Yep. And, and we find out that Elena's skipping town before the trial because it's going to be too boring for her to be a part of. Yeah. And she also hates this garden. Yeah. She hates, <laughs> she's seen it too much. She's like, if I have to walk through this one more time, I'm going to just throw myself off a cliff. And I'm like, that's so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so then Elena asks if Marjorie has met Tommen yet. Is it Tommen or Tommen? Oh. We don't know. It's probably Tommen, but I've been saying Tommen. Potato, the, potato. Yeah. It's spelled the same. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so then after she asks that because Marjorie hasn't met with him yet she tells Marjorie's story about how she snatched her husband from her sister so back in the day Elena's husband was set to engage or to propose to Elena's sister but then Elena saw who her arranged husband would have been and she's like he's not for me <laughs> and then she sees her sister's arranged husband and she's like that one's for me yeah. so she says that one night she just his name is Luther she sneaks into Luther's chambers because she got lost you know she stumbled upon his chambers she gave him the best sex of his ever his life ever yeah he couldn't walk the next day couldn't walk the next day damn couldn't think about anything else besides her puss nice so he he did not show up to the proposal situation for the sister <laughs> and then they got married and she's like i was good i was really good you know the ladies of high garden really know what they're doing they, do, they know how to deliver <laughs> so she says that uh you know i was good but you're better and you have to be better uh, yeah right so then i'm like we're not gonna let marjorie like do sex stuff to Toman. he's a child <laughs> he's a baby yeah but anyway like her whole thing is like you need to act fast and you need to gain Tommen's favor yeah because before you know it cersei's gonna teach him to hate her and i was like oh but she's kind of right yeah, though she is but lucky she's preoccupied with joffrey's murder trial yeah so marjorie does have some time and olena brings up that she knows Tyrion didn't kill joffrey and marjorie's like but how could you know and she's like, you don't think I'd let you marry that beast, do you? I was like, damn. Um, <laughs> what? Then, yeah. Marjorie says the same thing. And then Olena's like, don't worry yourself and, and all that stuff. And as she says that she's like touching Marjorie's necklace. So is there more poison in that? I actually paused it to see if there's a stone missing, but I couldn't oh, tell. I didn't even look that hard. I was just like, was that's like, poison. There's poison in there. There's more poison. Because who else does she hate? Or it kind of like backs up Baelish talking about Sansa's necklace. Oh, I guess that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because that would be her theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's her move. Yeah. So cut to the wall. To the wall. And John and friends are sparring. Yeah, he's training um, men to fight the wildlings and Locke is there. Yeah, why is he there? When did he get there? I don't know. But, but he can leave. But like, so then that means Lord Bolton is closing in on John because oh, Locke oh, works for yes. Lord Bolton. I was, I knew that there was something sneaky happening there. I just forgot what had happened. Yeah. But I'm like, when did he get there? Yeah. <laughs> and so, we also learned the name of the little boy. His name is Ollie. Oh. So oh, you know that. Oh, he, of course it's Ollie. <laughs> yeah. And now we know a name, which means he's going to have a tragic story. Oh, oh for sure. You know, we're going to get attached to him. Yeah. Something's going to happen. So R.I.P. Yeah, right. Bye, Ollie. <laughs> nice note. 
knowing you. And then the guy in charge, his name is Alistair. Alistair, yeah. He comes out, just comes in way too hot, reminding everybody that John is just a steward and not a ranger. So he tells John to go find some chamber pots to empty and give me an excuse, you traitor's bastard. Give me an excuse. So John starts doing like a stare down. And um, Alistair's like, yo, I, I dare you. I Try dare me, you. Start bro. me. Start with me. <laughs> but then John doesn't start with him because he's a smart man. Yeah. And he's like, everyone back to work. Yep. Yeah. So Janos, the guy who is with Alistair oh, like all the time. Him. Yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> he mentions to Alistair like, yo, these guys like John more than you, maybe. And like soon there's going to be a choosing for like who's going to be the actual leader. So like maybe you should send John to the mutinied guys in Craster's Keep so like they can take care of him. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was just giving him a vibe check. No, he was kind of just being like, you should get rid of this kid before he ends up in charge because no one likes you. Oh, I thought he was saying like, you're being super mean and everybody likes John. So you better think about that if you want to get elected. Yeah, no, it was more like, yeah, if he ends up getting picked, you're going to end up taking orders from him for the rest of your life. So like either way is not favorable. So like get him out of the way. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So more plotting against John. Yep. Always. That's always fun. Speaking of which, Locke introduces himself to John and it like looks like they're going to be friends and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want Locke getting close to John. (laughs) Neither. No. Nope. Back to King's Landing. Cersei's drinking again. Yeah. And Jamie comes into her room. Yep. And she's in super revenge mode. Like she's been at a hundred since (laughs) Joffrey died. And Basically, all we get out of this is like, she's super pissed off all the time. She wants four men to guard Tommen's room and she wants Sansa Stark returned and she wants her head. Yeah. Why did Kat let you go? She asked Jamie. And then he's like, the vow, you know, I was supposed to bring back the, the Stark kids. And then she comes back with, so you made a vow to the enemy. And he's like, I was trying to come home to you. Yeah. You know, like you do things to, to get out of captivity yeah right i was a prisoner yeah so she's like so so you have no loyalty to catelyn stark and then we're reminded you know she's dead so no <laughs> so then cersei's like so if i were to ask you to go and find Sansa and bring me her head would you do that and then he doesn't answer so i guess that means like no he wouldn't do that because he's he's got at least some kind of like clarity of mind or he's like yo what's wrong with you yeah let's <laughs> just call him so off guard <laughs> But this is one of those scenes where I'm like, you know, it's good that Jamie is of a clear mind. But also, you know, he's still a rapist. He still just raped his sister. So yeah, that literally just happened 10 minutes yeah, ago. Let's not forget that. <sighs> Cut Damn to Tommen trying to sleep. Oh, he's having trouble sleeping. Yeah. And then Marjorie shows very showed. uncomfy in Joffrey's old room. Is it his old room? Because huh, yeah, there's, there's a dead boar's head up on the ceiling. Uh, so Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. But yes, like you were saying, Marjorie comes in. Yeah. And um, she's like, hey, let's get to know each other. But and it'll be our secret. And like, he's very much like a mama's boy. And she's like, well, you know, when we get married, like your mom can't know everything. Yeah. So like, let's start sharing secrets now. <laughs> and it's very like if like a teenager had a crush on us and we were just like joking around with them, but still being like kind of cute and flirty with them. It was like that kind of dynamic. So like, you know, this boy is smitten. Yeah. But Marjorie isn't being gross about it. Yeah. So I appreciated that. She's making the best of her situation. She's definitely like still trying to like treat him like a little kid, but yeah. she's like, hey, like we're going to get married. So like we could be BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> and we cannot be rapey about it. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. Good. I respect a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we go from that to Brienne reading the night pages on Jamie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's still time to fill more pages. And I'm like, yes, Jamie. But That's I'm like, I also kind of hate you again. <laughs> yeah, because remember, he's still a rapist. <laughs> yeah, awful. Yep. I'm not going to forgive him for at least like five episodes. At least. Maybe the full <laughs> season. Yeah. 
So then he shows Brienne the sword made of Valyrian steel and he says that it's hers and she's like, oh no, I can't accept this. And Jaime's like, you'll take this and you'll defend Sansa Stark with it. We also find out it was forged from Ned Stark's sword. Yes. And I was like, oh, that explains like the wolf pelt from the beginning. Oh, When they right. like first forged it and there was yes. like that wolf thing and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. That Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So Jaime wants Brienne to defend Sansa Stark uh, since Cersei wants her dead. And then he also gives her new armor and he's yeah. like, I have one more gift. She's like, what? What? And he's like, here's Podrick. <laughs> <laughs> and she also says, just before Podrick comes in, she says that she'll protect Sansa for Lady Catelyn and for you. It's like, and uh. they have a moment. Like, he's a rapist, but I love them. Yeah, I like them. But also, he's still a rapist. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just to reiterate. <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't understand what Jamie did, he raped his sister <laughs> over his son's dead body. Yeah, messed up. Well, so like, yes, next to, to, but, like, directly next to. Yeah, like, like almost touching. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know when somebody's sitting too close to you on the bus? Yeah, like, like that. that's how close they were. Yeah, <laughs> don't like that. So, he's like, here's Padraig. He's a squire. He'll help you out. But, like, she's like, I don't need him. He's going to slow me down. And they're like, well, he needs to get out of here so he doesn't get killed either. (laughs) And then she's like, fine. (laughs) So Jamie says to her, they say the best swords have names. And she ends up naming her sword Oathkeeper. Aww. Aww. That's why Jamie's only redeemable because of Brienne. Yeah, that has to be it. So she ends up riding off. And they look back at each other and they look so sad. Star-crossed lovers. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't call it that. Who but could never be? Star-crossed friends. St- friends. Who weren't meant to be together. Yeah. So we go from that, <clears throat> being sad about that, too, then the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. And Sam is like, I want to go back and get Gilly. I miss her. I miss her. John's like, bro, she's fine. Leave her there. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan Locke calls John over to Alistair. Well, first of all, John and Sam were literally just talking about Bran and how he's beyond the wall and how he might be at Craster's Keep. And then Locke walks in. Yes. And it's like, great, because Locke is looking for Bran and Rickon. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like, of course he conveniently walks in while they're talking about where Bran might be. Sam. Yeah. And John. And John. These two big mouths. Yeah. Loose-lipped. Honestly. So then we go to Alistair and he's like, I'll allow you, Jon Snow, to go to Craster's Keep, but only with volunteers. And Janos looks so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, that's my idea, whatever. <laughs> so but no big. Yeah. So Jon gives a speech about like, join me, brothers, blah, blah, blah. I need volunteers. Yeah. You join me. Come with me to defeat the mutinied people from Craster's Keep. And then a handful of them end up standing up to join. Mm-hmm. And then also Locke. Yeah. I'm don't like, trust cool. I don't like him. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Yep, and now we cut to Craster's Creep. I called uh, it Craster's Creep a lot. Yeah, I didn't like any of this. No. Um, so what's happening here is that Carl is drinking wine out of a skull. Which Commander Mormont's skull. Yeah, Mormont's skull. And he, so what happened to the rest of the body? He just, they got rid of it. Ew! Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. They they did what they had to do with it. I, I just didn't like anything about this part. Like, no. We, you hear a woman in the background saying, no, don't. You hear crying. You hear hitting sounds. Mm-hmm. There's people behind Carl that are like having sex. Like you see like... Getting raped, you mean? Yeah, getting there, raped. There's no sex. Yeah, happening. no. There's rape. no consensual sex no, 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 in no. this in this whole part. No. No, because these women, they have like black eyes. They have dried up blood all over them. Mm-hmm. Like they're just getting beaten, raped. Yep. Half of them have bruises all over their faces. Yeah. And like, what is even wrong with this guy, Carl? Because literally nobody's talking to him, but he will not shut up about degrading people and how amazing his penis is and how great of a fighter he oh, is. Oh, because he's drunk. And he's just drinking nonstop. That's all he's doing. 
So then somebody comes in with a newborn boy. The daughters chant, a gift to the gods, a gift to the gods. And Carl's like, what am I supposed to do with that? She says, they, they give it to the gods, which are the White Walkers. And Carl's like, cool, all right, let's do that then. And he hands the baby to rest. He's like, yep. here, you got this. And then he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so then he goes to drop off the baby and he walks away. He kind of like covers the baby's face because I guess he like feels bad. A little bit. But I'm like, I hate you so much. I don't care how you feel. Yeah. Because <laughs> then right after that, he goes up to a dire wolf with red eyes who happens it's to be ghost. ghost. Yeah. I didn't recognize ghost at first. I recognized ghost. Oh, I'm bad at recognizing my dogs, yeah. I guess. So yeah. So he sees ghost and then he starts taunting ghost because that's what idiots do. You yeah. taunt an animal that can kill you. Yeah. And then it ghost like barks and growls and then he's like, ah, and yeah. then like whatever. So then a bunch of um, crows show up and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that means a white walker is yep, nearby. And then it gets windy and icy. Yeah. So then he books it. Yeah. He runs. But then we cut to Bran and friends. Who hear a baby crying. Which means they're very close by. Yeah. And so Bran ends up going into Summer's body. He gets Summer stuck in a trap. This idiot. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I saw a ghost. And you know what? Actually, before he goes into Summer's body, Mira's like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You idiot. Bran is um starting to become a little bit of a brat. A full brat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's he, like, dude, listen to listen to them. The people who know how to survive, who've been surviving for how many years? Yeah. You asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, he does say that they, he saw ghosts. Some are stuck in the trap. So then we cut to Craster's Keep. Brandon and friends are like in the woods kind of spying on them. Yeah. And then Mira's like, this isn't safe. We need to go. Yeah. Because Brandon's like, oh, they're, they're night's watch. Like they'll help us out. Like my brother might be there. And Mira notices immediately. She's like, they used to be night's watch. Yeah. These guys, we do not trust these guys. Yeah. She's like, we should get out of here. And Brandon's like, no, we have to get Summer. Oh, because of you, you, your fault. Your, your fault. And obviously Mira like sees women getting beat in front of her. And she understands what that means. Can we be a little sympathetic to the girl in the group, please? Can we ever at all just listen to a girl for once in our lives? (sighs) Yeah, really. So So Bran is very like, no, no, no. And then they get caught. Yeah. And then poor Hodor gets chained up. And tortured, and they spear him, and he like falls to the ground. And I'm just, I feel so bad. Yeah, Yeah, they just start torturing him. It just feels gross. And I'm like, cool, like he's gonna die. Yeah, awesome. He's not surviving this. And then Bran, Mira, and Jojen are brought inside to Carl. Jojen also has been very shiny. So is he sick? Did I miss something? I was like something. I was like, he looks not well. Yeah. Yeah. He he needs some vitamin C. Yeah. And like while they're like kneeling, he's like kind of like a little like. And like off off kilter, off balance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, poor Jojen. Yeah. So Carl's trying to interrogate them, try to figure out who they are. Nobody's going to reveal who they are. And then Jojen collapses and seizes. So then Mir tries to go over to help him. But then Carl is holding her back and being very gross to her. Yeah. And then Bran finally reveals who he is. So then Carl lets go of Mira to go take care of Jojen. And you see what happens when you don't listen to the people in your group who know better than you? Yeah, really. And Bran, this is all your fault, Bran. Carl's like, this day just got really interesting. I'm scared for Mira. Yeah, me too. I'm really afraid for her. Yeah, but do you think... So in John's speech to rally up his volunteers, he said that it was 60 miles to Craster's Keep. Do you think it'll take them like Game of Thrones time, like 10 minutes to get there so that they don't get into too much trouble? I mean, if they had a car, it'd take them an hour. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so in Game of Thrones time, it'll take them 10 minutes nice. <laughs> to march over. So Mira should be fine. Yeah, she'll be okay. Yeah. But now we cut to the White Walker on his horse with the newborn baby. Yeah. And we're finally going to see what happens to these boys. Yeah. I was like, oh, fun. We follow them to wherever their like headquarters is. 
<laughs> White guess- Walker HQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which seems like it's way up north. Way, way Because there's like an aurora. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks up to some block of ice and sets the baby down. So then the baby starts crying and then more white walkers show up. Mm -hmm. And and like this one important looking one comes over and picks the baby up and the baby stops crying. Looks at it. I said that that looked like a zombie version of Darth Maul. Kind of. Right? Yeah, it kind of does look like Darth Maul without like the face tats. Yeah, but just like the ice version. Yeah. (laughs) Cool blue Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. So cool blue Darth Maul picks the baby up. Yeah. And the baby stops crying and I kind of thought the baby like kind of smiled. Me too. And I was like, that's weird. So then he puts his finger on the baby's cheek and then its eyes turned blue. Yeah. So the, I guess he just turns babies into White Walkers. That's cool. And I raises guess. them. So does that mean that Craster's sons are all the White main Walkers? White Walkers? Maybe. So and they're also, all broskies? So I have other questions. Is that more humane? Like is taking a baby, like transitioning a baby into White Walkerness? is that more humane like by touch than like killing somebody and then like whatever they do that turns them back into White Walkers? Because the other side of that is obviously you're stealing a life from a human baby. Yeah, but I mean... But there's no like mutilation or like death happening. I mean, it's definitely more humane than Craster just killing the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and raping his wife daughters. Uh, I feel so bad for all of them. Yeah. I'm glad Gilly got out. Good for her. But I feel so bad for the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, On that positive note. I hate men. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, boys. Maybe she'll feel different when she's not sick. We'll see. (laughs) We're actually, I mean, if the writers just, if season four picks up and turns around, then we won't hate men anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that was the end. I feel like I had a second end thought, but I don't remember what it is anymore. Uh, I definitely don't. Okay. Well, my throat hurts. Yeah. We're, we're going to hopefully be better next week. We're going to come back so strong. (laughs) We better. Imagine if we're not. Uh, Hey guys, this is just the new MO for the show. (laughs) We're just going to be sick all the time. I hope you like this part of our voice. This was like the the sexy raspy voice. (laughs) But you can follow us when we are healthy and full of energy from <laughs> Late to the Party on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Sound, not SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean. And you should follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chowdy Media. Yay. Bye. Bye.